Fitzpatrick, good morning. Hello, how are we doing? Well, I'm doing just great, thanks. Got a Lions game against the undefeated Blue Bombers. The undefeated Lions playing the undefeated Blue Bombers this afternoon at 4 o'clock. It's family game day. We'll get to that in a second, but we have to start with the Elias Pedersen, Elias Pedersen story from the draft. We have two yeah. guys with the same name, and the new guy, his favorite hockey player, is the other guy, the real yeah. Elias Pedersen. Tell us more. Gave us all a big laugh yesterday. None of us really knew this was on the way, but uh, certainly had a suggestion from uh, from a few people on the inside that if, if they got the pick that they hoped to make, that people would really enjoy it. And boy, did we ever once they actually made it. Yeah, they, they picked a, a new Swedish kid named exactly that, Elias Pedersen, who plays a completely different position and has a completely different style of play. So we'll see if, it ever, if he ever pans out, if he makes the NHL, but he was certainly laughing about the whole thing. When we got to talk to him yesterday, and, and very excited, to, obviously, to to get to play for a team that uh, you know has such a long history of Swedish players. Well, I love the line the kid used too. How are how are you? Somebody presumably asked him, "Well, how are we going to tell you and the other Elias yeah. Pettersson apart?" And he says, "He will shoot, I will pass." That pretty exactly. much clarifies it. He's a big guy too. Yeah, he's a big uh, you know he's a very defensive defenseman, big big strong kid, and uh, you know skates well, and, and you know the Canucks are very high on sort of. Yeah, I mean, all teams are, I guess, now, but very high in just sort of athletic abilities and and uh, uh, sort of the small things that he does. They're they're very uh, they're very excited to get him. And he wasn't our first pick either, was he? We also picked an, our first pick was number fifteen in the first round on Thursday night, and yeah. we picked another Swede. Yeah, Jonathan Lekaramaki, who uh, I think a lot of people really loved, sort of the high end offensive nature of his game. You know, real goal scorer. Um, played played in the Swedish league last year in the pro league against men, twenty six games, scored seven goals as a seventeen year old, and I mean that's no small feat. I mean to think about think about most of us when we were you know in grade twelve. I think very few of us were thinking about trying to play professional hockey. No he already has, and uh, he's shown well. So the Canucks are very excited about his sort of offensive nature, and they, they think that he's got really strong sort of hockey sense and understanding of the game. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of growth to come in terms of how, how he plays and, and big potential there. And how are Mr. Rutherford and Alvin and the team, uh, at least the executive part of the team, feeling uh, in the wake of the draft? Did the Canucks, uh, is the Canucks organization satisfied? Did they come off the draft going, okay, we're ahead of the game? I think that's a great question. Um, you know, they went into it with only six picks. You know, there's seven rounds, so they were down a second-round pick. They didn't pick up a second-round pick. Right. Um, so, you know, that was something I think they had hoped to do. They, they still have JT Miller on the books, which, you know, in terms of playing terms is great, but in terms of the long view is still a challenge because he could be a free agent a year from now. And, you know, I think that if you're looking at sort of what the maximum value in terms of building things in the long term, if you can't sign him for a number that makes sense, you got to find another team to take him on and, and, and get some, something of value before you lose him for nothing. And, uh, you know, that, that is the other question that's hanging around them now. So that, that like I said, didn't get resolved. Um, sounds like maybe possibly there was talks about trades. We're not really sure what all went down in the first round there. But uh, things are, you know, they, they've got some new young players in the stable, and they, they have, will tell you that they know they need to add in all areas. Um, they added another goalie. They added a bunch of defensemen. They added a couple more forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, none of these things are going to fix themselves right away. And, and patience remains, I think, their main uh, their main message. And uh, you know, but they still have to carry on doing things and, and finding ways to build this team because they think they want to be a contender. You know, in a, in a season or two. And um, you know, that that's going to take some big big moves. I think already between now and 
between now and, and uh, next season. And one of the arguments that's being made against Peterson, I'm sorry, against JT Miller being given a long-term deal is, well, he's 29, he's really old for a hockey player. Well, then here we have, just a couple of days ago, yeah. Brian Burke and the Pittsburgh Penguins extending 35-year-old Chris Letang for six more years at six-plus per. So much for being 29 and too old. I mean, that, yeah. that, that threw a lot of people off. Yeah, definitely eyebrow-raising. I mean, Latang is one of the great defensemen, obviously, of his generation. Uh, but that's a big bet on an older player. We know in general that players, as they get into their 30s, they just aren't the players they used to be. So, I, I, you know, even today, we look at Philip Forsberg. National just signed him to an eight-year deal. He's, right. He's a year younger than Miller. Um, you know, and, and, and sort of, you, you know, his contract will run until I think he's, 36. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of the reason. You know, Miller needs a new contract next year. I think that's why most of the chatter seems to have been that, the, you know, the maximum the Cucks really would be interested in doing is like a six-year deal. Carry him until he's about 36, which, you know, as you pointed out, like, that's when Crystal Tang, Crystal Tang signed his new deal. And uh, it's, it's it's tricky. It's a, it's a tricky one. You know, Letang is a great player, has been a great player. I'm not sure J.T. Miller's in the same range, and you can understand why the Canucks are hesitant as a result. Right. Interesting stuff. Let's move to football because it's game on in f- uh, just a few hours here. Four o'clock, an early start for the Lions, the undefeated BC Lions at home to the undefeated Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Lions have had a bit of an easy start to the season. A couple of real smashing, huge, uh, lopsided victories. A real game last weekend, the Ottawa gave them a, a much tougher contest. How do you yeah. see How do you see Winnipeg? It's a real test for the, the Lions and their fans this afternoon. Well, as ever, it's about Nathan Rourke, isn't it? Like, you know, the kid's been incredible, a great start to the season, and 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 it, it all comes down to that, what, what he's able to continue to do. I mean, as you said, they you know, finally had a tough game last week. This is going to be the toughest game yet. The Blue Bombers always seem to know what's up, and they always bring it to, to, the, to BC Place, that's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it should be another, you know, it should be a big fun. I mean, it's, it's a great idea to have an afternoon game, get the families out, and certainly the way the season starts, and the way the lines are playing, this is an exciting football, and there's been a reason for fans to keep turning out, and I think there's every reason to think today will be another one of those. I think so, too. Uh, and, of course, there'll be the usual party on the plaza before the game, starting at noon, and uh, they're carrying on to allow people to uh, get tuned up, as they like to do, before going inside <laughs> and all the rest of it. But I think we're in for quite a contest, don't you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the game itself, I mean, it's not a mistake these two teams are undefeated, right? I mean, the, the Lions have been putting it together, and, and the Blue Bombers have as well. And, of course, uh, you compare the, the play of the East, and this is something we do every year, uh, comparing the CFL West to the East. And this year, boy, I'll tell you, the East is suffering badly in comparison. The strength of the league is out here in the West, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 every year, I think it almost feels a bit like we have this discussion, especially that Montreal has been a bit of a dip the last few seasons. Um, you know, the real strength has been in the West. Um, but like I said, Winnipeg has been running a good run lately, and, and, and they always seem to bring it when they show up in Vancouver. Well, it's going to be a fun after you go into the game, Patrick? I, I won't be back yet. I'm still on my way. Uh, I'm traveling back. I'm on the train and uh, heading out from Montreal here, heading down to Ontario, and I'll be, I'll be flying home in the next couple of days. Oh, I was just going to say, well, it's a good idea that you're on the train now because apparently mm-hmm. the train workers are, are contemplating a strike, so you better get that uh, trip yeah, over before yeah. before anything happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Switching kids, braving the, braving the airlines on, uh, on, uh, on Monday there. We'll see how that goes. All right, well, have a safe journey back to the coast, Patrick, and thanks ever so much for doing this with us again this morning. Good to have you back. Always a pleasure. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.